Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. It's Dr. Stephanie Fine here with Weight Loss for Fertility. I'm so happy to be here with you today, and we are talking about the shortcut to ease and weight loss. I'm giddy with happiness to tell you about this. I may have mentioned it before in past podcasts, but I'm dedicating a whole one to this amazing tool. It's like lighter fluid to a fire. It's like miracle Grow for you know, plants. It would make that much of a difference to your weight loss. Okay, so let's talk about it. Weight loss is very simple. If we're thinking about it, we can explain it very simply. It's not always easy, but it's simple. At its most basic level, it's a version of calories in, calories out. Okay, an analogy I have brought up here or thinking about here, and I'm not really into sports, but it's just, (laughs) it sort of came to mind. It's like basketball. The simplest thing to say about basketball is you throw a ball into a hoop, okay? Or golf, you hit the ball into the hole. Okay, those things are technically true. They're very, very simple. But the trick is getting good at that skill or how you get good at the skill. That's where all the issues lie, right? For weight loss, it's how do you get good at eating less food than you're eating now? But... The way you make that happen is the difference between success and failure, okay? So how you get yourself to eat less food than you're eating now. I'm going to define success, okay? Because remember, the way that you lose the weight can be the difference between success and failure. So success is weight loss that's forever, weight loss that is sustainable, forever weight loss, It's changing your relationship with food forever. The way you think about it, the way you experience it, it becomes effortless and easy. Can you imagine that? If your food became effortless and easy, I promise you it can. Like you spend less time thinking about it. That's the most concrete way I can think about it. Okay, so you think less about food for the rest of your life. That is successful weight loss. And then if you're having success with weight loss in the way that I've defined it here, you can get pregnant, you can stay pregnant, you can have the body you want after delivery. With the successful change in your relationship with food, you can do all that and live the rest of your life not thinking so intensely about food. That's success. Failure in dieting in my definition, is crash diets, extreme diets, any restrictive diet, anything that's unsustainable, which like basically is the definition of dieting, right? Yo-yo dieting. Failure, diet failure is getting that Kodak moment and then rapid regaining, which is often what happens. Losing weight like that is a useless waste of time. And actually it's worse than a useless waste of time because it harms you. So it harms your biology. I have an endocrinologist mentor who always, he would say to people, pick one. Pick either heavy or lighter, but don't go between the two because it it can really affect 
your biology. But the real problem that I see with it is that it affects the way you think about yourself. It harms the relationship you have with yourself, and that impacts the rest of your life. Your relationships with others, your work, in the world, like how you feel in your own skin, the, those kinds of diets negatively impact your relationship with yourself. You blame yourself. Why can't I? There's a lot of shaming about your body, about your efforts or your abilities, which are just so not even true. But that is the cycle that we get into. That's, that's the one that's encouraged in the whole diet industry. Again, I won't go into that at another time, but that's basically what I'm talking about. So dieting in the traditional sense is detrimental. We need to get excellent at consuming the amount of food, the number of calories that's right for our bodies. When we're going for the success way of weight loss, not the failure way, we need to get excellent at consuming the amount of food, the number of calories that's right for our bodies. That gives our bodies what it needs and not more. No excess. So for successful dying, we need to figure out a way to stop overeating. And that's the skill we want to hone. Stop overeating. Stopping overeating. Forever. So this podcast and my life's work in the world is dedicated to helping you do that. Really, that's it. I want to help everyone stop overeating. Again, overeating defined as just more than your body needs. I teach you tools that get you there, things like the hunger scale, awareness through logging in a non-calorie counting way, thinking ahead. All those things are discussed in previous episodes, the first couple episodes, and then the rest of the episodes are focused and nuanced discussions, you know, about these topics. All that is like teaching the basics of dribbling and shooting, if we go back to the basketball analogy. They're needed necessary skills. But today, I'm going to talk about the secret weapon that makes all those tools infinitely easier to implement, so much easier to work with, and easier to do long term. It's like in basketball, if I gave you height, like if I could make you taller, then the skills of dribbling and shooting would work so much better for you. It would be so much easier, less effort. It would still require some effort, but it would be easier. And that's what this secret weapon will do for weight loss. If you get good at this, the rest becomes so much easier. But it's not for the faint of heart, my friends. It's simple but tough for most of us. But it works. And it makes any goal you're working on possible. And of course, in our case, it's weight loss because it creates a more loving and trusting relationship with yourself. That is the foundation we need to make sustainable changes to how we eat, to how we nourish ourselves. We have to have a loving and trusting relationship with ourselves. If I make you taller, basketball becomes easier. If you have a more loving, trusting, kind relationship with yourself, weight loss becomes so much easier. Truly everything does, but weight loss is our focus here and you'll have faster, better success in weight loss with a more loving relationship with yourself. There are many proven ways to do this, 
therapy, coaching, like outward bound physical challenges, meditation, some religious practices. People have done this in so many ways, but one of the most direct and quickest is this shortcut. And and this shortcut is Louise Hay's mirror work. Have you heard of her mirror work? It's life-changing. So I'm going to tell you what it is, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it. So the mirror work is looking deeply into your own eyes in the mirror. This is why it's mirror work. You look deeply into your own eyes. So you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and then look into your own eyes. And you tell yourself, I love you. I really, really love you. Now, it's even better if you say your name to yourself. So remember, you're looking in the mirror into your eyes and you say, I love you, Stephanie. I really, really love you. And it sounds so simple. But it works because our brain doesn't know the difference between another human being looking in our eyes and telling them they love us or ourselves. Actually, that's not even true. It's more powerful thinking it's yourself because you're with yourself constantly. That's the most important relationship, the one with yourself. So even though it's deceptively simple, try it. I want you to try it. So what you do is Now, ultimately, Louise Hay actually would have a mirror with her and do it all the time. The way she generalized it too is she started also using any any thought that she really wanted to have, she would say to herself in the mirror. So you are beautiful. I appreciate your boldness. I love the way you think. Anything like that, she would use that, say it to herself in the mirror. But the the basic one, the one that starts the loving, trusting relationship with yourself is I love you. I really, really love you. Now, the other thing that she said about this is that she used to do it with a hand mirror. So she'd give her clients a hand mirror and have them look themselves in their eyes in the mirror and, and say, I love you. I really, really love you. And very many of them threw the hand mirror across the room and broke it. So she then learned after a few broken hand mirrors to have a wall mirror. So she had a wall mirror mounted to the wall and then she had people do it. Now, you may ask, why were people throwing the mirrors across the room? Try this. It can be really uncomfortable. You may notice yourself squirming Or sometimes we can't even look at ourselves in the mirror at all, let alone in our eyeballs. Sometimes you may not be able to sustain the eye contact. Sometimes you can't say your own name to yourself. Sometimes you can't say the word love. There's a lot of reasons. It's really, this is why it's such a shortcut because what you're doing is noticing, oh, I guess I don't love myself. Or I guess there's a place that that doesn't feel true to me. And what you're doing when you're deciding to say this is you're discovering. You're discovering where it's uncomfortable, where it doesn't feel true. Now, the thing is, it actually works even if you don't believe it. If you can actually get yourself to say it, it starts to work. But of course, the real magic happens when you believe it. 
And that would be the goal is to start believing it, to start feeling it. You have to, the belief, the way I know I believe something is that I feel it. I can say something, but if I don't feel it in my body, then I know it's not a belief. And you can sometimes get your way to a belief by saying it over and over enough times. And in this mirror work, you can start if you don't believe it. You can still say it. But the real magic happens when you can believe it, when you can look your own self in the eyes in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself and believe it. That's the miracle grow. And I'll explain how. <laughs> so you don't have to guess. It's, I mean, it's wonderful in and of itself, right? Feeling love for yourself just feels so much better. It makes hard days a lot more tolerable. So the, the way that this works is that when we can be kind and loving towards ourselves, then we know we can trust ourselves because we treat ourselves with kindness. And then we, we trust people who are kind and loving. And especially if they keep showing up for us. Now, in dieting, we could have been so mean to ourselves, restricting, depriving, punishing, beating ourselves up in our brains. It really can be a setup for us being cruel to ourselves. And then we don't want to keep doing that. That's, that's why it's not sustainable because we don't want to keep treating ourselves that way. And we beat ourselves to weight loss and then we gain it back. So then we're a, a total mess. It feels completely confusing to ourselves and our bodies. That didn't work, but it works for so many other people. So obviously I'm doing something wrong. Or it worked because I literally lost weight, but it felt terrible the entire time. And the relationship with myself sucked because I was mean and I created a, an environment where I don't trust myself. So now, now, and this may sound familiar, some of us don't trust ourselves around food choices. Because if I want it, that must mean it's bad. And if I don't want it, I should probably eat more of it. No. When we love and trust ourselves, then we feed ourselves stuff that makes our body feel good. Now, let me tell you something. That doesn't mean never have a Cheeto. Your body may be fine with Cheetos. Some people, their body does not feel fine with Cheetos and they probably shouldn't have Cheetos. That's up to them. That's their decision to make. But when you have a loving relationship with your body and yourself, you are more attuned to that sort of thing. And remember, the hunger scale is attuning to your hunger levels. That's being kind to your body too. Oh, body, you're hungry. Let me fuel you. And let me enjoy fueling you. I want to enjoy myself but I also don't want to fill you up so much that it hurts you. So I'm going to stop it satisfied knowing that I'm going to have another meal. The minute you're hungry, I'll feed you. And as soon as you're satisfied, I'll stop. This is so much easier when there's a loving relationship there. So we have the loving relationship and then we trust ourselves with our decisions around food, how we're going to eat, how we're going to deal with emotions, all the rest of the of the tools that go into weight loss are so much easier. It's like being taller, playing basketball. So I highly recommend giving this a try. I mean, sort of more than that. 
I definitely want you to try it. <laughs> I don't want to be equivocal about it. And and one of the ways that Louise Hay talks about it is that you do it once a morning, every morning for 30 days. Now, it could be every time you look in the mirror. That would be amazing. Also, it's really good to say it out loud. So you could be by yourself or however you want to do it, but saying it out loud matters because then you're hearing it. It's like seeing an image and hearing it. It makes a difference every day for 30 days. You will not believe the difference in yourself and how you feel about yourself between the first day and the 30th. And again, the reason why we need a loving, kind, trusting relationship with ourselves, besides the fact that it feels so much better, is that we need to be able to try things. So we want to be able to try something. And if it doesn't work out, we don't want to be worried that we're going to beat ourselves up. Maybe I can have chocolate after dinner and watch television. So I try it and it turns out I can't stop eating the chocolate. Like I wanted two squares, but I ended up with, I don't know, eight because TV and chocolate and that didn't work. Okay. But if I'm not worried that I'm going to beat myself up about that, I'll be like, okay, okay, that didn't work. How else am I going to get my chocolate in? Or what am I going to do after dinner? Then we're just allowed to try a new thing. It's like I try this shoe on. Oh, it doesn't feel comfortable. I'll try a different shoe on. Amazing. We don't yell at ourselves about that. But if we try something with food, sometimes we do. And then it makes everything so much harder. Then we're not willing to try things. Maybe there is a way that you can have chocolate after dinner and it works out fine and you lose weight. Maybe not if you have eight squares, but if you have one, so how are you going to figure out a way to have one? It's all those, that type of stuff. Or I seem to overeat at lunch when I eat it at three, so maybe I'm going to try to eat it at 12, but I'm not beating myself up about the overeating my lunch at three. I'm noticing and I'm going to try something else. If we can't try things and fail and be okay with that, then we're never going to be able to move forward. We have to be free to try things. And we can do that safe, more safely if we have a kind, loving relationship with ourselves. That's the connection. We need to feel safe with ourselves, with our decisions, with things that we try. Then we can evaluate them and we can move forward. All that part, I can help you with. I can even help you with the part about the thoughts that come up if you're looking in the mirror and you're not thrilled with how you're reacting. Although I do have a note about that. If you try this and it's particularly challenging, I mean, really brings up a lot, and or if there's trauma in your history, this may be a good moment to get support with this, either with this exercise in particular or just therapy in general, support with the relationship with yourself. And there are many avenues to do that. I love therapy. That's one of them. And I don't know if I've said this before, but Psychology Today actually has a a Find a Therapist website. Works out really nicely. You can put in like your area and if you have health insurance, like all this sort of stuff. So that's a place to go. If you're noticing, oh my gosh, if this is like resonating with you, but feels way too challenging, I highly recommend looking for support in that way. If it feels just a little uncomfortable, which sometimes it really does, 
that is my wheelhouse for sure, especially using these tools. We often uncover a lot of thoughts around weight loss and why it's difficult for you. When we find them, we're able to address them and move towards your ability to have a loving relationship with yourself. It really is like miracle grow. So if you're ready to supercharge your weight loss, try daily mirror work. And then please, please let me know how it goes. Oh, this is my favorite stuff. I love helping people have a deeper relationship with themselves that serves them not only in weight loss, but in everything else you're going to be doing. Mothering, parenting, work in the world, relationships with friends and family, everything. It happens to work for weight loss too, but it works for everything else also. You will be amazed at the difference in 30 days, probably even a week too, but at the end of 30 days. So DM me on Instagram at stephaniefinemd and do let me know how it goes. I'm sending you so much love. We'll talk next week. If you follow, share, rate and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. Lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous. Fabulous.